and welcome to Tom Rhodes Radio Smart Camp. This episode is coming to you from room 510 at the Tropicana Casino Hotel in fabulous Las Vegas. Um, wow, what an interesting, wonderful, historic moment this is in the United States. This past weekend, the Parkland students organized the March for Our Lives uh, demonstration on in Washington and hundreds of cities across the United States and the world demanding that the United States government enact some common sense gun laws in this country. Uh, people are finally realizing that human lives are more important than guns and the profits of the gun manufacturers. There's a cop car going down Las Vegas Boulevard, the Strip. Can you hear it? The sounds of Las Vegas. So I've had that day, oh, it's getting closer. I have had, ooh, fire truck too, big action. Uh, I have had March 24th highlighted in my agenda for the past month, uh, because, you know, I, you know, I, I've said it thousands of times on this podcast, I'm pro-gun uh, in, in every way. I think that um, I'm even for citizens having bazookas and tanks as long as you get the proper background check. Uh, the Second Amendment clearly says a well uh, well-regulated militia. And that seems to be the sticking point that people can't grasp. A a well-regulated militia, to me, says not any asshole can buy whatever the fuck he wants. I think any asshole should be able to get whatever the fuck he wants if he he or she has gone through anyone who wants to own a gun as long as they get proper background checks so that psychopaths aren't mowing us down. And it was important for me to wake up in March on Saturday, uh, the, the, the march in Las Vegas uh, was happening way downtown. I'm at the Tropicana, so it was, I was gonna have to take the tram, the little Las Vegas train to the stratosphere and then walk about a half a mile. Uh, I had three shows, Saturday night. The last show was at midnight. I finished 1.30 uh, and I could not fall asleep till like four in the morning. I had my alarm set for 8.30 and when it went off, I just couldn't get out of bed. So uh, I wanna take this moment and recognize all of the people who have overslept through history. you know, I, I, I missed the big day. I didn't get out to March on Saturday because I had three shows the night before and I overslept. I'm sure some people who were pro-civil rights in the 60s, I'm sure they overslept and missed Martin Luther King Jr.'s speech. I'm sure uh, on D-Day, um, someone must have overslept. Uh, any moment in history you can think of, um, I'm sure someone who cared very much, overslept. So, you know, I, I, I think my, uh, you know, as a comedian, I've been able to voice my opinion forever. I 
forever have done jokes about, um, you know, our gun problem in America and that we should have sensible gun laws. And there was a woman at the Late Show. That's right. Every night there's two shows here. Uh, Friday and Saturday there's three shows a night. It is a long-ass week with a lot of shows. Um, but there was, a, there was a couple from Alberta, Canada in the audience for the Late Show Thursday and I said, so um, what are you guys doing in town or something like that to these people? And the woman um, looked ashen very quickly and she said that she and her husband had come down to pay their respects to a relative who died in the Mandalay Bay Las Vegas shooting. And it was this really chilling, real moment. And, you know, talking about sensible gun laws in Las Vegas on stage is not normally what an entertainer gets to do here. But I got to do uh, my gun hunk and, uh, you know, how I feel about mass shooters, their names being in the media, uh, to limit the bullets on the magazine clips that go onto the assault rifles. And uh, it was a really powerful moment on stage uh, and recognizing this couple's grief of losing a loved one. Now, I'm in room 510, and it's interesting. When I've been here before, I have been facing the other way in the hotel, which faces the MGM. This time, I am facing Las Vegas Boulevard, and I can see, I can walk to the window now. The sun, uh, it's, it's setting, it's twilight. I can see the Mandalay Bay right now. I am looking at it. Uh, one side is, is, is dark, and then on the right side, it's got the golden glow of the last um, sunlight of the day. And, and whatever they surfaces on those windows, when the, the sun hit it, hits it, the building looks like a bar of gold. So I was here in Las Vegas at the MGM, I think one week or two weeks after that Las Vegas massacre, which is the biggest mass shooting in United States history. And they still had the, the windows were, um, had cardboard on it from where that guy shot across the street. So it was so powerful and overwhelming that this woman and her husband had come down from Alberta uh, just to see this spot. I'm not exactly sure what they were doing, but they said they lost a loved one in that shooting. So the next day on Friday, I walked up there to the spot where all those people got killed up Las Vegas Boulevard. And I'm looking, I, 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 I sat there on the sidewalk and the, 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 the area where that country music festival was happening has all been bulldozed. There's a kind of like a big ditch there. Uh, when I walked over there a week after the shooting, they still had the stages up from that country music festival. And um, it was, it was it's pretty fucking chilling to sit there on that sidewalk. Like I lined myself up because it was on the edge of the of the building where the guys' rooms were. And I saw where they had the cardboard, so I know the area of the room where it was. So I was sitting there, 
And I'm imagining just these thousands of bullets going overhead and the psychopath overhead shooting down on these people, this rain of death. And um, wow, it's, you know, there's, there's almost no community in the United States is, that has gone unaffected by this. You know, I'm from Orlando and, you know, we had the, the Pulse nightclub shooting there and, you know, and another thing, I'm looking at, at Facebook today, you know, wow, Facebook, they sold all of our personal information. Any of us can be brainwashed at any moment. Thanks, Facebook. Um, there's, I'm still seeing people on Facebook writing things about the speeches that were given yesterday uh, in Washington by those Parkland students, and people are calling them crisis actors, Wow, no, you know, um, nothing will make me delete to delete a friendship and block a motherfucker um, quicker than if they call a survivor of a mass shooting a crisis actor. I'm sure I've talked about this before. Um, after the night, Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando, I have never in my life put on a benefit before. I was so deeply moved by all those beautiful humans who were slaughtered at the Pulse nightclub that I put on a benefit um, in Los Angeles. And, and I got Bill Burr to headline, uh, Hannibal Burris, Anthony Jeselnik, and I hosted the thing. And I was posting on Facebook about th this, this benefit I was doing for these survivors. And this woman that I know from Australia who was a comedian lives in Mexico now, uh, someone I always thought was cool. Um, she left comments, oh, you're doing a benefit for those crisis actors. And it just, like, uh, it just chilled me um, for a moment until I could block that person. Um, it, it's, it, it's so amazing. Anybody who would look at these, 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 these beautiful humans in Florida... And so I'm so grateful that all of this started in Florida because Florida always gets so much shit for people being stupid from there. And, you know, there's just it's 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 always ridiculed uh, the, the mindless events and things that happen there. And people always ridicule uh, young people. So the fact that this movement has started by these young people in Florida, I think, is so beautiful and. I saw some, and it's, you know, it's people that I went to high school with. Uh, some old goober, white people. It, it, it's funny, I, you know, you, you can't stay friends with some people forever. People change. Um, I always loved most of the people that I went to school with, enjoyed being in touch with them. Um, Uh-oh, that's my wife, Ashna, texting me while I'm talking to you. Um, anyway, the, I, I thought the speeches were really powerful. The Emma Gonzalez with her six minutes and 20 seconds of silence. Uh, the, the David Hogue guy, um, which it's funny on Facebook, these, these older white um, boobs that I went to school with where they were analyzing his uh, his, his face and his movements, and they thought something was off. And there was one, another guy who wasn't a friend of mine. It was a, um, 
uh, a little thread on, but uh, who are these fucking morons that would think like this? And uh, the the I thought the most powerful thing, because Emma Gonzalez gets all the uh, attention because of her uh, six minutes and twenty seconds silence. I love what Sarah Chadwick did. She had divided. She calls out Mark Rubio, and all these 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 guys these people. I love that these young people are not afraid of the NRA, and they're standing up and they're saying. Uh, one of the best pictures I saw from the protest yesterday, some girl had a sign and said, I turn 18 today and I'm voting you out of office. I love how, you know, they don't, it, this is not a Republican Democrat issue. This is a life or death issue. You know, if, if this was a terrorist attack, we would spend trillions to hunt down uh, and kill everyone related to the terrorist. But the fact that it's, you know, white crazy people, um, it just, we keep letting it slide. So, and I love that these students are standing up to the crisis actors, uh, comment trolls on the internet, and Sarah Chadwick calling out Mark Rubio divided the money that he gets from the NRA by each student in Florida, and it comes down to $1.05. So each student in Florida is worth $1, their life, uh, versus Mark Rubio getting his big fat check from the NRA is $1.05 each human life that is going to school in Florida. So um, there's just so much noise and confusion on the internet. Um, There was a woman... On Instagram, a comedian, and I saw some, they were, they were talking about the protest in uh, Sacramento that went overlooked. So these police in Sacramento shot some unarmed black youth 25 times. And their body cameras, the video is on uh, thing. But there's a really cool protest that was happening in Sacramento. They like, they tried to block the airport. They tried to block... Um, uh, the interstate, and they also tried to block the entrance of um, the Golden State Warriors playing the Sacramento Kings or something like that. Well, it was a it was a Sacramento Kings NBA game. So someone posted um, that you know, even though all these other people are protesting. Uh, to reduce guns on the streets of America in Washington, D.C., that it was black people and black people only that stood up uh, and did this protest in Sacramento. And that's completely wrong. I'm looking at, there was tons of white kids and Latino kids, and uh, I wanted to comment on Instagram that that was um, grossly inaccurate. And then I remembered that last week I was in Sacramento and because I did a benefit for the Sacramento Police Department last year, um, last week the Sacramento Police Department took me up in, in their helicopter. And I got to fly around for three hours above Sacramento. And I took all these pictures, and I took pictures with the Sacramento Police helicopter. And uh, I decided not to comment on Instagram um, about that um, 
infraction because they could scroll down and go, hey, he look, he's all palsy-palsy with the Sacramento Police Department. Uh, the one thing I learned flying above Sacramento in a helicopter for three hours is that there are a lot of people in Sacramento who need to clean up the shit from their yards. There's uh, lots of abandoned washing machines and old cars and uh, just a lot of bullshit in people's backyards. So let's see what the wife wanted. Mm -hmm. I love Austin Rogen. Oh, Smoochie. Hey, and I got an idea. Why don't I find out? Um, shit, okay. So my idea for this episode, I wanted to wake up. I wanted to make this special Tom Rhodes Radio Smart Camp episode where I woke up early, took the train down. So I, 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 I pictured myself. I was going to take my recorder on the train, and then I was going to interview people on the, the Las Vegas train go down to the stratosphere and then go to the march and and record asking people their opinions and stuff. So I did not get to do that. This episode did not turn out the way I thought it would. So why don't we find out from the comedians that I'm working with at the Laugh Factory at the Tropicana this week um, how they feel about the gun issue and what happened this weekend. I think this event was up there with um, the civil rights movement. I, I think uh, as fucked up as things seemed uh, not long ago, there's, there's bright rays of hope and sunlight that can be seen. So let's find out. Mitchell Walters used to tour with Sam Kinison. Uh, he's a wild man. And um, J.P. Connolly, well, let's just meet these fellas and see what's on their mind. I will now take you backstage at the Laugh Factory at the Tropicana in Las Vegas. Okay, we are backstage at the Laugh Factory at the Tropicana Hotel. Mitchell Walters, you're a guy who's probably had a lot of guns in your life, a lot of guns pointed at you probably. Well, how, do you, how do you feel about this issue? Well, everyone should have a gun, that's my personal feeling. I mean, I've dealt in the world of drugs. So I know what it's like to walk someplace in a seedy neighborhood at 3 o'clock in the morning looking to score. And I like to feel comfortable. I like to have a little backdrop. So our whole lives should be based on your narcotic needs and pursuits. I just want to be safe when I buy dope. <laughs> I just want so, to be safe. I don't want to be ripped off for $40. School children, uh, people at churches, uh, concerts, everyone should be... Uh, we should go by the paradigm of the Mitchell Walters no, drug I, experience. Nothing's ever going to change. It's going to be the way it is, my personal view. I'm shocked that there's not more shootings in malls because it's, it's open territory. I really, in all honesty, I just think that there's a way of, you got to kill everybody. Let's start fresh. That's it, huh? French Revolution, guillotine. you, you got to start fresh. This way, nothing, nobody can get hurt anymore. What, what is the most... Uh, I know I, I'm years ago when I was like 20, I, I slept in a car in a parking garage in New York city and I was surrounded by New York city cops and I had like 10 guns pointed at me telling me to get out of this car. One time I was robbed. 
uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina at gunpoint. It was when I, I was really young. Um, guy took my shoes. I had to walk back to my hotel barefoot. Uh, but but I, I was trying to buy weed. And some kid said, yeah, down just a little further. And we got a little further and he pulled a gun on me. Wow. So I think, so, so what are the times you've had guns pointed I, at you? I was in a card game. And a, <laughs> honestly, a guy, he, he didn't see me cheat. I'm not going to say that I did cheat. <laughs> you? I just happened to be a mechanic with the cards. I took advantage of his stupidity. But apparently someone recognized me. And they told this guy when he went to get coffee at the table who I was, where I was from. And the next thing I know, I go to the bathroom and this guy approached me, pulled out a gun, and he wanted his money back. And he wanted all the money that I supposedly cheated. And of course, you know, I became a six-year-old girl. I gave him all the money. You know, I panicked. You know, but if I, I had a gun pointed at you by, a, by an angry person who's been cheated, we'll turn you into a six-year-old girl. Without a doubt. <laughs> so your answer is more guns, everyone die. No, not really. In all honesty, I, I get very emotional when I talk about stuff like this. I think it's a, it's a tragedy the way the world is today. You know, it can never be the same. You know, ever since 63, since Kennedy, everything went to shit after that. It really did. Yeah, in 66, that guy in the tower in Austin, I guess that kind of gave people the idea of, oh, fuck, we could just uh, yeah, slaughter lots yeah. of people if you, you know, get the right vantage point. Exactly. Did you see Rick Santorum came out today and he said that um, the students should, uh, they, uh, the, he, he's criticizing the students for trying to get gun laws. Um, and he said that all these students should learn CPR so that you can try and revive your classmates once they've been shot with four inch AK 47 bullets <laughs> or whatever, assault rifle. Well, in all, in all honesty, I just, I want to see something change. It, I don't know in my, in my lifetime if it won't change, but I honestly, I truly don't believe nothing's going to change. This was just the weekend of kids that didn't want to go to work, didn't want to go to school. I really feel nothing's going to change. Whatever's going to be is going to be. Okay. Well, they seem pretty passionate kids. Uh, what's your What's your opinion, J.P. Connolly? First of all, I really I'm sorry I missed the Mitchell Waltz drug experience. Sounds like a great concert. I wish I'd been to that. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite album. You know, I, I heard the song with Santorum had to say, and I can't believe. I think he even said that they should learn CPR. Something about rather than having some people come to protect them and take that to me is absolute insanity. I mean, I know I was in the Marine Corps. I know how to handle weapons. I've been trained. How, I know what they're for. I know what an AR-15 feels like and shoes. There is no rational reason that I can think of why an assault weapon or a semi-automatic weapon, that's the correct term, should have existence. You know, we had the shootout in North Hollywood where the bank robbers were fully armed and they had AR-15s. And then so suddenly now the police had to level up because suddenly the citizenry... I, I remember that. That was a famous bank was, robbery, was, and I was living in L.A. at the time. It was live on television. Yes, it was. And it was exciting. It These was, guys covered themselves head to toe in bulletproof vests, and they had these massive assault weapons, and they outgunned the, the police. Right, and I just don't think that the Second Amendment was meant to, to set up an arms race between the citizens and the government. So it does make sense that... The right to bear arms doesn't mean any arm that anybody makes anywhere. I think there should be a level. I don't think that it was sent up to be that way. So I can't even fathom why people have a heart attack about common sense 
legislation. Yeah, and you were you were a marine. You you were trained with mixed, weapons yeah. of war. Uh, the the Constitution clearly says a well regulated militia. Right. Um, you know, I'm I'm all for everyone having any kind of gun they want. Just you know, let's regulate that. So any fucking psychotic bozo can't um, gun us down when we're trying to have a happy moment in our life. Plus, I, I when people talk about the solution, it's in, if you're going to solve a problem, then all pieces go on the table. Anyone who comes to the table and protects their piece, that's absolute. There's an agenda driven here. Everything should be on the table. Everything from society to mental health to security of the schools to gun, everything. We're not going to solve the problem unless we put everything on the table. Okay, and now what uh, what times in your life have you ever had a gun pointed at you? Anything um, anything serious? N- uh, I mean, other than uh, Desert Storm, but it was shot from far away, and the rounds didn't hit me. They hit around me, so. But, you were in the original Desert yeah, Storm I was, I was in the with original, Kuwait. You, yeah, you, I you, I not the sequel. I'm OG. I'm the OG. But, uh, so, I mean, I do have a limited experience. I know what it feels like. To have bullets shot at you and to your the emotional reaction in that moment where you're like, oh shit, this is this is real. This is actually happening. So I don't think that anyone should have to have that experience in their high school. I think it's insane. And I I remember in the nineteen eighties, you're you're a year older than me, which is remarkable. Well, that's really not necessarily uh, true. But you remember the Cold War yes, with is. Reagan yeah. and when we were kids. They were still teaching us to duck and cover. I mean, they showed us uh, in, in, I remember in ninth or 10th grade, we, they talked about if there was a nuclear blast. Yeah. And so kids of our generation, we grew up with this constant threat of nuclear annihilation, which is kind of an existentialist thought if yep. you're living in America. I mean, that you could be incinerated, but I mean, that seems kind of like fantasy world versus the reality oh, yeah. of... So many schools, some, you know, pissed off, angry psycho coming in and killing as many people as he wants. Yeah, particularly, I mean, imagine living among these are your classmates, this is your school, and the idea that one of them is going to come back and just walk through that door and start shooting people. And I don't think we arm the teachers. I don't think that we, that's why we have policemen and women to do that job. I mean, I like the idea of putting the resource officer, you can call them what you want. But, you know, we had to put security at airports because someone used a plane as a bomb. And that was a sad change in our lives. Yeah, you used to be able to just stroll into right. an airport. That's so, a good point. We adapted. And if now we live in a time where every high school campus has to have an armed resource officer who can be there in the event that something happens, they can buy time for the police to get there. You know, to me, it's, it's a sad change, but it's also a common sense change. Uh, we all accept now that we get screened and now we, there's, there are faster ways to get through and it's just, you know, it's the reality of a changing world and uh, it's sad, but I certainly, uh, you know, when people dig in on the Second Amendment, uh, to me, is just sadly one of the most un-American things I've seen. I think so too. And when they say arm the teachers, that's the old NRA trick of, it's the shell game. Hey, look over here so you forget the real problem. People go, oh, What? Yeah. And they forget, like, the real issues they want to talk about. Yeah. And uh, and then the thoughts and prayers, and yeah. it's too soon to talk about yeah. it, like, when a thing happens. And it's it's happened in every possible situation now. And uh, I think it's great that um, these kids are pissed off and, yeah. and they're not falling for these old tricks anymore. And that's the thing that pisses me off the most is watching people go after 
the women's march, Black Lives Matter, the kids marching and trying to make it seem like these are idiots. Pro, you know, this is a right to stand up, to show that there's a community. People can look another human in the eye and say, we believe, to remind people that democracy is the great force of the will of the people and that we can shut this whole thing down if we band together. And I think it's fantastic. Disagree with what they're marching if you want to, but people, these commentators that take shots at these teenagers, it's just insanity to me. I think, and I think that is really un-American. You know, I feel bad that I overslept Saturday, but the reality is I've always been pro-gun, common sense laws. I've done jokes about it. But also, I vote, and I have always voted for people who are for common right. sense gun laws. And when they um, make these stupid arguments and try and discredit the women's movement and uh, the Black Lives Matter and now the, 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 the Parkland High School kids, it reminds me that there were people who were against Martin Luther King Jr. Yep. and civil rights, and there were people who were against the end of slavery mm-hmm. in this country. And those are kind of the people you're dealing with. Hey, you know what? We had a good run, but the white man's rule is over. <laughs> <laughs> spoken and like I'm a fine. middle-aged white man. <laughs> All right. Well spoken, J.P. Connolly.